This is Carolyn Holly. Welcome to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. For the next half hour, you're going to be encouraged and challenged by Skip and his guests as they discuss the game plan for life. In sports, as in life, it's important to have a game plan. And as Skip says, no game plan, no victory. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Dutch Bros of Boise, an experience guaranteed to satisfy. Therapeutic Associates Physical Therapy, your partner in health. And Summer's Funeral Home, every life leaves a legacy. The Eagle and the North End 76 stations and on-the-fly service station on Collister and State. McDowell's Specialty Repair. Susie Boyle Mortgage Team and Castle and Cook Mortgage LLC. Stop by their location at 512 North 13th Street in Boise. Online at sboyle.castlecookmortgage.com. And now here's your host for Game Plan for Life, Skip Hall. This is Skip Hall. Welcome to Game Plan for Life. Well, today I have a good friend in studio. His name is Dennis Mansfield. He's, uh, he's known around these parts. In fact, I've often called him Dennis the Idaho Menace. <laughs> but he does a lot of wonderful things. And let me just give a brief introduction. You know, Dennis is a passionate man of progress. As a, a business coach, an author, and speaker, Dennis has been honored to touch many lives. He lives in Boise with his, with his bride, Susan. So... Dennis, welcome to Game Plan for Life. Skip, what an honor to be here. Well, we're delighted to have you, and uh, we're going to start off by having you tell your story. Mm. Go back to the beginning, where you grew up, and kind of march us right up until mm. this time. Well, I appreciate that. Skip, I have the honor of uh, being the third of seven children. Mm. Uh, Mom and Dad were in the military. Uh, Mom was in the Marine Corps, yeah. and Dad was in the Navy, and then the Army, and then the Air Force. So we grew up all over the world. In fact, with the seven of us, we were born in different parts of the world. And uh, in that capacity, we had the honor of realizing the importance and the integration of military, mm -hmm. the government, and what our duty yeah. was. I never, ever worried about the move of every three years. Sure. It never bothered me to the point that uh, I'd been, as a young man, active in my high schools, different yeah. high schools that yeah. I went to. I was president of my class from mm -hmm. eighth grade through senior year. Didn't matter which school it was. I right. just landed on my feet and went in and yeah. made friends and you bet. ran. Speaking of running, I, I loved being in track, loved mm -hmm. in football, loved basketball. Mm -hmm. um, just enjoyed the idea of the whole person growing. Dad was a lifetime learner. When he retired from the uh, military, we moved to Southern California. Mm -hmm. And in so doing... Uh, I, I just kept looking around and seeing all these beautiful places and beautiful things, but I didn't see a lot of people with service mentality. You yeah. know? They'd go off to USC or they'd go off to UCLA. or they'd, Sure. And I just made the decision, I'd like to go to West Point. Mm -hmm. And so I, uh, I wrote a note to the President of the United States, as mm. probably any 16-year-old, 16-and-a-half-year-old <laughs> kid would. And I just said, I'd like to go to West Point. What do yeah. I have to do? Yeah. And at that time, it was President Nixon. And yeah. that began the process of mm -hmm. a longtime friendship. And he appointed me to West Point. And I, I went to West Point. It was a class of 1978, yeah. though I didn't graduate. 
my mom and dad divorced right going into my junior year mm. and my my mom tried to commit suicide Ooh. it was a brutal time Ooh, and so i left the academy to go take care yeah, of her for sure but in that process bumped out of kind of a religious way of life mm-hmm. we were active in our faith sure but i didn't know jesus yeah to the point that um shortly after i realized well i'm gonna have to finish my education in a in a civilian way mm-hmm. i met my bride susan yeah uh and decided i met her in january asked her to marry me in july mm. and we were married by november wow well she's a sweetheart yeah she just she won my heart mm-hmm. i was one fortunate man and then uh, decided instead of uh, instead of military service i'd be involved in public service got my degree uh in uh, political science with emphasis in public administration and just started helping people run for office yeah and there was a movement in california at the time called proposition 13 Mm -hmm. and it was a tax relief thing so i got into politics actually based on economic issues not social issues right even though i'd become a christian and even though the issues of of our faith in the marketplace were important to me yeah howard jarvis and paul gann were the guys that got me in and and i was working with president well then former Governor Reagan, mm-hmm. uh, helping him decide whether he was going to run again in 1980 with a group of people in Southern California. Mm-hmm. It was really fun to be. Yeah. I was in my early 20s. You're you know, in the mix. Hanging out. And uh, as a result, it ended up being that uh, in time, we started listening to Focus on the Family. Right. And Susan at one point said, hey, why don't you talk to Dr. Dobson and see about what he wants to do and putting family policy councils together because yeah. you, you have the legal background and you have the legislative and lobbying background. So I did. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we had come through Boise and Dave Leroy, who was yes. uh, former lieutenant governor, right. and he said, Den, when are you going to move up here? And mm-hmm. I just love Dave. Yeah. I do so much. And he was my he was my uh, invitor. I was his invitee. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and we decided, you know, let's do that. Mm-hmm. So we talked to Dr. Dobson. And he said, well, we do have Idaho available if you'd like to. So that was 30 years ago. Yep. And, and you know, we came up, and the very first uh, football game mm. that I went to, I'm on the sidelines up there looking down, and I see this guy named Skip Hall. <laughs> <laughs> there he was. <laughs> and, uh, and I remember just how uh, the Lord really opened the door for us to develop a friendship. And yes. Laughter. Yeah. You're the only guy in this place that could call me Dennis the Menace and get away with it. <laughs> Although I'm sure there were people formerly on the left that probably would, yeah. would have called me something else. Sure, I don't know. Sure. And uh, you and I then connected and yeah. helped start uh, the work of Promise Keepers that ended up spreading nationwide. Yep. And I spent 10 years in that and, and then had the honor of running for Congress. Yeah. Uh, ran and this little unknown guy named uh, Butch Otter right. beat me. And in the primary, and and through the result, we helped him with his election. And then mm. I found that I was a better Barnabas than I was anything else. Yeah. So I've had the honor of helping a number of people well, run and win office. That's an important role. But that's just the politics. Business, still a business coach, still writing books. Absolutely. Enjoying life. Absolutely. Well, I want to backtrack a little bit. I want to I talk about two things. The... Uh, Idaho Family Forum, I want to dive into that a little bit, and, and also I want to talk about the Promise Keepers mm-hmm. movement. 
that uh, as I, I can still remember the day that you and I had breakfast one morning, mm-hmm. and we're talking about well, what what can we do for the men here in mm-hmm. the valley? There seems to be a hunger, mm-hmm. you know, a spiritual hunger, yeah. but they don't maybe have a place to to get attached and and to get started. So uh, you said, well, they're they're going to have this promise keeper thing in Colorado, very first one, mm-hmm. and you said that you were going to go to it mm-hmm. and see how that worked out, and then yeah. come back we talk again well you came back all excited of course mm-hmm. and you said skip this i got it this mm-hmm. this is it so yeah. we invited uh, a number of great speakers mm-hmm. uh, people that came in and and we put together that first one at the baseball park here yes. in, in town mm-hmm. we didn't know how many people would show up how many guys turned out 3000 came the first year first year and yeah. then second year doubled there it was did. about 6000 right. but also along with all those men came some of the leadership from the the promise keepers in in Colorado mm-hmm. and they saw what the possibilities could be to take this all over the country which they did yep. but it all started right here mm-hmm. the first one the first mm-hmm. uh, arm out of out of Colorado so that was an exciting time. Oh, Skip, it was so fantastic. It was such an honor to have you help lead that thing because you were the MC. You brought uh, Chuck Snyder in, uh, Jim Zorn in. Yeah. You brought uh, a number of others. I had the honor of bringing uh, John Eldridge and some of the others that, right. that were at that time kind of either known for having done something in the past mm-hmm. and some that would do some great things yeah. in the future. And we had Dave Reaver yes, close, we did. close it out. and. Oh. And so many men came forward. I'll never forget the intensity of my tears yeah. in seeing him honor the Vietnam veterans, right. most of whom had been ignored, and of course many of whom I had served with right. in the Army, that I remember people, Cliff Hancock and others, yep. sobbing as they were finally greeted yeah. by the people by the men, yes, and and, and in many was, cases, yeah, it was women moving. and it was kids. Moving. It was incredible. Yeah, absolutely. So yes. I, I that that started it, and you and I got to see millions upon millions upon millions of men yeah. impacted by that. Yeah. And, and uh, yep, but it all started right here in little old Boise, Idaho. Pretty amazing, actually. Yeah, it is. Well, the other other thing, Dennis, I want you to elaborate on a little bit is uh, Idaho Family Forum. Mm. I know Virginia and I were on your board yes, at the you time. Were. You were the executive director. Yep. So speak to the audience a little bit about what that was all about. Well, you know, when Dr. Dobson saw the success that Gary Bauer had had in Washington D.C. with the Family Research Council. He said, what about having these uh, family policy councils in each of the state capitals? And so uh, I think out of the 50 states, by the time I had spent 10 years of of executive director for Idaho Family Forum, I think we'd had close to 40, 40 Mm -hmm. that had developed. I think there's 50 now, Mm -hmm. you know, in in the whole U.S. And the whole whole idea was to work with four groups of people, pastors uniting the body of Christ. Mm -hmm. The second group were businessmen. Bringing, bringing people who made cash right. but couldn't figure out, well, what do I do with this? How mm-hmm. do I? In other words, to go from success to significance. Yeah. The third group were legislators. Mm-hmm. And the legislators, uh, oftentimes, especially in, in uh, states like Idaho, where there's no staff, right. needed a staff. So we, we became, in, in essence, 
a research staff to many, many, many legislators. And then the final group were activists. Uh, activists, people that, you know, I'm mad a second, I'm not going to take it anymore. What do I do with that? Yeah. And what we said was, don't be mad. Listen, mm-hmm. God's got his hand on this. Be active. Yeah. Here's how we can do it. And uh, I, I loved that. I committed to 10 years of my life. Susan and, and mm-hmm. we, we decided we're going to live to be 100, so we might as well tithe, <laughs> tithe 10 years there in the ministry. You go. There you go. And, uh, and so that, that has been, that was the case. Um, at the end of it, I had to take a fierce inventory of it and really ask what was the greatest area we impacted. Mm-hmm. Though I'd written law and I'd done all these things that the Lord allowed me the chance to do, and many of the bills got passed. A lot of them got beat up and mm-hmm. torn down. Mm-hmm. I came away with two things. One was promise keepers. Yep. That we had impacted forever yes. the lives of people. The second thing was politics, but it only involved one person. Mm-hmm. And that was the meanest, angriest liberal that existed in Idaho. Yeah. I had the honor of leading to Christ. No His name kidding. is David Ripley. Wow. And David then became a Christian, then made a decision, what he had used to to, to really go against Christianity. Mm. Could he use those skills to, to help? And so yeah. he started Idaho Chooses Life, yep. and that's now been involved. I think it's been involved in the public policy arena for 25 years, mm-hmm. pretty sure. Yeah. I've been to one of their yeah. functions, yeah. And David is sold out to the Lord, and so I look at that, you can impact millions, yep. and you can impact one. one. Yep. Yep. The wide, the range, yep, is vast, is vast. Well, Dennis, you've influenced a lot of people over the years and mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of people for the Lord, and that's what's really, really important. So we you, uh, we salute you and, and congratulate you on that, and I know you're just doing the job you were sent to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm writing now, and I'm enjoying it, loving yeah. it, loving the writing. Yeah, yeah. 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 well, let's talk about some of the books now that you've written. Mm-hmm. I think you've told me that you're on your 10th book right oh, now. I am, yeah. But, but let's go back and, and uh, the first book and, and what prompted you to write mm-hmm. that and, and then kind of move through that. Sure. First off, thanks, Skip. You were with me when we launched that first book. Yep. I'll never forget you in Virginia. Yep. And uh, not to belabor it, but my oldest son died yeah. 12 years ago. Right. Nate, uh, Nate loved you mm-hmm. and you were so kind to him when he was a little boy. He was out on that blue turf. That some of the sweetest pictures of his childhood yeah. were taken with you and him and his Boise State uniform. Right. As can happen in life, he uh, he took his eyes off Christ mm-hmm. and ended up uh, dying because of drugs. Yeah. And when he did, he was 27. Mm-hmm. I was approached by a company called Simon and Schuster. They're a publishing entity yes. out of yeah. New York and. They said, we'd like you to write a story, write your story about it. And I, obviously, I, write, I wrote white papers and research stuff, but I'd never written a book. Mm-hmm. And they paid me a year's salary mm-hmm. to write this book that became Beautiful Nate. Yeah. And it was both uh, informative, I think, I hope, for mm-hmm. the readers who, beautifulnate.com is where you can find it. But it also was, uh, it helped purge a lot in me yeah. of the brokenness to realize that he who began a good work in us will be faithful mm. to what complete it to yeah. the day of Christ Jesus. I can't believe that a man who died at 27 had his life completed, right. but I do believe that God said that. Yep. And so I will walk in that strength. Right. And so um, that that was the first book. 
And then uh, I wrote a book called uh, Finding Malone after that. Finding Malone was my journey with my father. Okay. So my son was the first book. My father was the second. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just a great joy. Well, you got to round it off. So <laughs> I brought in my dog for the third book. <laughs> and it's uh, Coco the Blind Dog. It's a daily devotional. Yeah. We did two versions of that. Okay. Uh, very, very nice. Uh, had a, co-authored some fiction books with uh, Ryan Pacheco and Cameron Ventura. Uh, we knocked out, I think, uh, Cameron and I knocked out Do or Die Time. Very, very fun uh, book for younger, you know, sure. young adults to read. And Ryan and I knocked off. Uh, he, Ryan's a, a, a deputy sheriff with Ada County. Mm-hmm. Wonderful guy, great writer. He and I started uh, two of his books, which have now turned into three or four. And mm-hmm. Cameron's have started into three or four of, mm-hmm. of the same line, though I was just the Barnabas to get them going. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, then we came into a trilogy. Um, I decided, you know what, I love this fiction thing. Yeah. And how can I weave the love of Christ in a fiction book for people that might not be Christians? Sure. And so uh, everybody loves a story. You and I were talking about that before we went on the They air. do. They do. And this is the story of a man who is an author from Boise, Idaho, mm-hmm. who was able to go through time and space travel. Mm with the idea that if he could go to one place at one time to impact especially the 20th and 21st century, Mm -hmm. where would it be? And In my research, I found that it was a little cafe in Vienna, Austria. Mm, This is interesting. Yeah. And 1913, the following young men lived around it, like we would have a Starbucks with maybe an apartment complex. Adolf Hitler, Mm -hmm. Joseph Stalin, Mm -hmm. uh, a middle-aged Vladimir Lenin, Leon Trotsky, who was in mm-hmm. his early 20s. And it's very interesting because Joseph Tito, the the dictator of Yugoslavia, was a 16-year-old boy living on his own in the same complex. Mm. So these five So they guys, were all right there. They went in for coffee together. Wow. They, I mean, whether they knew each other, yeah. they were there. They were there. And they, uh, chess, of course, is the big game, continues to be in, yep. in Europe. And uh, chess boards were everywhere high probability that they played each other. Sure. So when I saw that, I said, what would happen if you could go back through time and space? So I started writing people to get permission to use their books. Mm. So I wrote uh, a physicist named Brian Green. He wrote The Elegant Universe. I wrote uh, um, Willie Nelson, asked him for permission to Mm. use his name. I developed all these friendships with these guys, and they said, yeah. So we included it in it, and then uh, that was book one, and it's been out. Oh, I don't know, eight or nine months. It's mm-hmm. got an Audible. You can go on Amazon and pick it up, too. Sure. If you're on a long trip. I did the voices, too, Skip. Oh. Holy smokes. Man, that's a job. Man. Oh, buddy, 11 different voices. Yeah. I had to uh, – uh, my son Colin was executive producer on it, and he, he really kept me encouraged. You know, I even had to do two women's voices, which, <laughs> you know, I, I, I don't know you that can, I did it well, but I tried. It. You can do it, man. <laughs> So those are the books, and I, I was working on chapter uh, six this morning of the newest book mm-hmm. before uh, I came to the studio. Yeah. So, well, that's that's really interesting and exciting. I'm sure for mm-hmm. you to dive in like that and connect with all those people and kind of like you say, weave it together. And yeah. So this this uh, this book you're writing right now will be published when? It'll be within the next seven months. Okay. 
Okay. And then we're going to do the audible version of that again. And okay. <clears throat> I guess I'll be doing the voices of it. <laughs> uh, and it's funny. You know, in politics, uh, when I was a candidate or when I was a lobbyist, yeah. you, you know, you get all sorts of people giving their opinion. You know that as a coach. Right, right. I mean, I remember the famous line that you told me <laughs> about your last game <laughs> when you went in at halftime. Yeah. Uh, have you shared that on the air with you? No, you can oh. share that. <laughs> you said, Lord... I want a sign from heaven, yeah. and and it was nip and tuck, and I right. think it was against Idaho. It was, and and nip and tuck, and if Lord, if you want me to stay, yeah, I'm, you know, I need a sign. We, we need, need a sign. We need some help. And and by the time the game was over, was, you had gotten was just clear. drubbed. Yeah, I forget what the score was, but it was. It wasn't pretty. It was not. <laughs> but pretty. It, the answer was clear. It was clear. It was clear. And and, and all of a sudden, the people who were Monday. Uh, uh, morning quarterbacks uh, or coaches on yep. all the they disappeared because they could no longer use you as yeah, a punching bag. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I disappeared from politics, it was the same, same glorious same. feeling. Yeah. yeah. Well, you, you know what I found? What? When you're a writer, yeah, they come back. They come back. <laughs> <laughs> They'll find you. They will indeed. Well, one principle that I've always felt is important. Uh, this is true in business or anything that we do is. Just like you know when it's time to go into something, you also need to know when it's time to leave. Yes. Because the Lord's got something in store for you that you have no idea that what it is. Yes. But oftentimes it turns out to be uh, an even bigger and better thing for for everybody. And, and the bigger is an interesting term because in America we think that we have to have uh, reach and frequency to be bigger. Right. You know? It's not true. We can be, be bigger with our grandchildren. In other words, deeper. Yeah. And now I'm, I've got four with one on the way. Yep. Um, no one's yet named any of them Dennis. <laughs> I'm like, what's up with that? What's up? Uh, but they did pick Nathan, one of them, yeah. as middle name of Nathan. and and uh, So anyway, I, I'm seeing the impact on those young men and women yeah. and, and the people that I coach and that I mentor. Yeah. I have... I have this term that you taught me years and years mm. ago. Coach him up, Dennis. Coach him up. Coach him up. Coach him and up. That's what I do. Yep, and that'll and that's the title of my new book. Oh, fantastic! That'll be coming out by this fall. Wonderful! It'll be all We're about. We have to do uh, a book signing. <laughs> yeah, well, let's yeah. do that. Absolutely. Yep. So, do you want me to sing at it? <laughs> yeah. Well, if you'd like. Well, I, I work on a number of my 1970s sad songs. <laughs> yeah, you there know, you go. Feelings. <laughs> yeah. Nothing more than. There you but go. Maybe you might not want that. Well, we'll see. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll run that up the flagpole. <laughs> yeah, have Virginia give the final yeah, thumbs exactly, up or down. So. But anyway, yeah, um, coach them up is such an mm -hmm. important concept, uh, you know, and it's not only true in sports, it's true in the home, yeah. it's true in the workplace, mm -hmm. you know, lifting people up rather than beating them down. Yep. Yeah. So anyway, that's, that's well, listen, we do a great job of Skip. Well, thank you. Really you really do. We've got uh, a couple minutes left here. I want to go back to beautiful Nate, because mm -hmm. I know that that was a real heart breaking time for you and Susan yeah. and what you went through and yeah. and what would you share to to our listening audience about what you learned through that process mm. I think two things and thank you Skip for asking two things one is that um, if you're a child-centered parent stop it mm. stop it listen it's God's son it's yeah. God's daughter and when we're child-centered 
everything suddenly becomes about Heather or mm-hmm. t- Timmy or whoever. And that's not where he wants it. Right. Our job is to raise adults, mm-hmm. not raise children. They can stand on their own two feet. Absolutely. Yeah. And the second thing is don't raise your kids fear-based. Yeah. We say, oh, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Yes, you are. Sure. Many of us do. We default to that because we're, we're scared for our kids or our grandkids mm-hmm. that they're going to fall, they're going to hurt, they're going to do this. And the truth of the matter is that God's hand is on them. I don't know how many times God protected my son Nate from death. Sure. I only know that he died once. Yeah. And God was involved. He was absolutely there. Oh, you know, when Nate went into heaven because of what Christ did, mm-hmm. not because of what Nate did sure. or didn't do. Sure. He loved Jesus and he loved mm-hmm. opiates. How does that fig- figure out? I don't know. We can't get there from we, here. We can't. But I know God knows. Yeah. And he loved my son. Yeah. And so those those two things you know if you could if a person could grab those two about being child centered and fear based and staying mm-hmm. away from those yeah. there's liberty and the final probably thing that doesn't come from the book yeah but it comes from the issue of Susan and I being married 44 years now mm-hmm. and that is listen uh, in your own marriage if you're thinking about ditching your wife or your husband mm-hmm. hang around for a while yeah. you know why because the version you're going to get in about two years is going to be different anyway. Mm-hmm. I've been married to six different Susans, <laughs> and she's been married to eight different Dennises. There you go. And so if you don't like that one, guess what? You still have a, an oath and a vow yeah. before the Lord. Yeah. They'll come around yeah. because Christ will do that, yeah. not you with your nagging right. or you with your condescending sarcasm. No, 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 no. Yeah. Watch what Christ can do. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we make that commitment, you know, for – Good or bad, or sickness yeah. or health, or, or whatever. Why it's 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 a commitment. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It it is true. So last thing, Dennis, we got a minute left. Um, the role of grandparents today mm-hmm. and how effective they can be in working with these young kids too. Mm. I think grandparents are the uh, they're the true north. Yeah. Because we we get to be able to see things with our experience behind us to help that little grandson or that little granddaughter about where they can go. Am I saying skip over that parent? No. no. But sometimes the mom and the dad are so close, yeah. they don't get it. Yeah. So we get to go up, above, and over cool. to them yeah. to give them hope and a purpose for life yeah. based on the fact of what we see in them yeah. and the gifts that we see. Yeah. Oh, that's that's so good, Dennis. Well, I'm sorry we've come to the end of our, our show today, but uh, man, what what a what a beautiful show, and uh, great great wisdom and, and uh, your stories and and all that you've been through and done. Uh, we just thank you so much, Dennis, and God bless you as you move forward. Thanks, Skip. Sure, good to be with you. You bet. Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall is brought to you by the following sponsors. Christian Brothers Automotive, Security Gold and Silver, a reliable source for your bullion investment. Domino's, oh yes we did. Rocket Express Car Wash, it's a blast. Diamond Heating and Cooling, Hoffman Auto Body, someone you can trust. Aflac, Canyon County Habitat for Humanity, and Idaho Window Tinting. Thank you for listening to Game Plan for Life with Skip Hall. This is Carolyn Holly inviting you to listen at this same time on this same station next Saturday as Skip and his guests go over the Game Plan for Life. 
Have a great weekend. And remember, no game plan, no victory. 